brought out the last of the balls podcast whiskey. Yeah, well, when they uh, when they open, when it a... stops being four thousand dollars return to fly over. Then you might have a chance oh, of getting Jesus Christ. We priced it, and it was like this is more than it cost us to fly to fucking Europe in, yeah. in 2018. You both probably fly to Bali, couldn't you? You and you, you and your parents fly no. to Bali. You meet up in Bali. Fly, they're not that cheap. It's not much. It's not cheaper. Anything in New Zealand is a nightmare. So it sucks. But um, as I said to, said to Adam on the, the episode that we recorded a few weeks ago, it, it's I'm either going to end up uh, getting you. <laughs> Getting you both a bottle of whiskey each, <laughs> or I'm getting you two bottles, or Actually, I'm getting you a really good bottle, which is probably more likely, I think. Anyway, we're not here to talk about sport. Shall we talk about some music? We should do that. Because- This is Tripping Balls, yet again. <laughs> is is the Little Sims album the Chris Paul of, of albums? It might be. <laughs> did, did it fuck Kim Kardashian? <laughs> well- Okay. I, I, I we might have to start this episode again because I'm not sure we can use any of this. Oh. Welcome to the after after dark, if I put it there at the end. Yeah. All right. Hard edit. Look, Little Sims. Everyone knows I love Little Sims. I really do, and I cannot fucking work out. Yes. And before we record, listen to this episode. Before we listen to this album, you and I uh, conversed over DMs, and I said, "Oh, I bet you know what are the chances this is Little Sims uh, as Sad Indie Girl?" And you said, "No, it's more likely to be you know, Little Sims." You know. Clowning motherfuckers and take you know kicking ass and taking names and it wasn't you know, that. being all out of gum. Um, what did we end up with, Basil? Yeah, sad indie girl. But sad indie girl and generic salt fucking inflow loops, well, which is the bit that I'm probably more irritated by. Is but, that? But is yeah, that, it's like mate, you've it's got your the own- same shit we've had from from these this dude. On every one of his the albums that he does himself, and every one of the you know his stuff has kind of infiltrated Sims's stuff. And I know he was on the on the decks for some of the best stuff on Grey Area, but there is nothing in the fucking back room here. You're not. I mean, chicken oh. rewrapping her ass off. There's just nothing in terms of the fucking beats and loops and and twinkles and, and goops and burps and blurps. There's nothing here for her to fucking work with, even if she had. Even if she was inspired enough to put some fucking bars down, I, I want I want a remix of Silhouette because the beat, the beat and the flow in Silhouette is really good. But then even then, there's like six minutes of fucking wanking around. No, maybe not six, but there's like yeah. little bits in the middle, and then this big fucking outro of a song that should be point the point and kill of this album. Like I, I wasn't. I'm sort of fifty fifty on the last album. I think it's half good and half bad but the the last album had some absolute cracking fucking songs that you can just listen to and get pure joy out of and they fuck silhouette silhouette should be a banger and it's got so much sticking around that beat is fucking cool and there's just this wankery in the song and it's like what the fuck are you doing I, I, I would almost like which is funny considering one of the other albums we're going to talk about this week but I would almost like to give all the parts of this album to another producer and go can you fucking fix this up can you cut all the yeah. unnecessary bullshit out of this and I'm, I am so over inflow I'm so over inflow yeah. I'm so over clear so I'm, I'm, I'm fucking I've just heard it all over and over again and it's the same shit it hasn't developed 
It's the same fucking shit that they do on everything, whether it's got their name on it, whether it's got Salt's name on it, whether it's got Sims's name on it. And it's like this could have been on any one of their ridiculously named fucking efforts. Yeah, that's they've got their own side projects. Do it's it. just it's generic as shit. Do it on your own time, please. <laughs> yes. This is the problem, though, because the thing... I mean, you know what, what motivated me by to, to get into... What, what I liked about Sims mm. and what I've never made any, any fucking... I've never disguised about the, what I like about Sims is that force and, and confidence and swagger and fucking arrogance that she had in songs like Boss and Offense and Therapy of Grey Area. I yeah. love the shit out of that. But, but also her lyrical turn. And that is gone. That is dead. I don't know whether COVID killed it or whether inflow killed it, but it's dead. It's not coming back. There was a bit of it on Gorilla. I like Gorilla, but it kind of went on and the it didn't develop. In, 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 and that was that's as much of a failure with the beats as anything because they just kept hammering this one fucking loop over and over again, and they didn't really develop anything with it. But it was just it was just so. It, it felt like the whole album was in an SSRI induced fog. Like she was just working through her mental issues and it was just, this is as angry as she, it was supposed to be an album of great, you know, rage and all this kind of stuff, according to the Guardian review of it, which of course was four and a half stars. Again, they're four albums too late. But it just, it just felt so repressed and sad and dampened down from what we know she's capable of. And again, we're getting further and further away from the light. The, the, the thing is though, her lyrical turn, she can write a fucking line, right? That there was there was four or five lines that I sort of skipped back ten seconds to re-listen yeah. to because she just yeah. has Ooh, the, good good one. Yeah, good it's one. it's yeah. almost it's almost like if you've got the stump mic on and you just hear a really good chirp and you're just like, Oh yeah, that's a that's a good one. She, that's she's a good still bar. she's still got that yeah, she's still got that but yeah, the it's it's like she's had her teeth pulled. It's it's really yeah. fucking and look, I don't know whether it's COVID that's killed that or whether it's like getting Mercury prizes and stuff. I'm backing her for a, a like a fifth or sixth album um, massive comeback, though. The first time she works that's with a different- That's a long way away. Well, the first time- Okay, the first time she works with a different producer, the first time that she gets a producer that's like, let's bring back Grey Area or even some of the bits that she did in Wonderland. Let's tighten this the fuck up. Let's get rid of all the unnecessary flourish neo Let's get rid of the generic fucking fake orchestral yeah, stuff and play soul coming in and doing a random backing vocal. It, it was it was way too much salt. It was way too much salt. Like it, it was, it, it was, was a, it was so much salt. It would give you high blood pressure. Th- this is a backdoor salt album with some guest lyrics by Little Sims. That's the, that's the problem. Yes, and the thing is that Salt put out a shitload of material just recently. Yeah. It's like how much fucking you know they, they can't be putting bringing their best material to here. Yeah, because they 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 released a fuckload of of short. Ex- Remember that that album that was only around for ninety days that we reviewed a few years, like a year or two ago. They did that again, but with multiple albums. You had to sign up to their fucking mailing list or something. They're just mass producing generic shit. Yeah, it's it's a waste. It's an absolute fucking waste of her voice and her talent. That's what it is. Yep. Um, yep. And look, she might be so tight with the dude that she's happy to do that to, you know, she's happy to further her career with him and that's her choice. Well, but- all the songs are co-written between the three of them, between um, Inflow, Cleo Soul and, and Sims. So that, it's basically a three-piece. 
It's basically the fives. <laughs> Fuck. Mate, it's not that bad. Everyone's getting a three-piece together. Oh, dear. <laughs> wow. Now you really depressed me. So, I actually want to happen to the Little Sims album what happened to the Spoon album, which is, like, someone from high school. some guy come in and, and slightly mess up some of the bits of it and not elevate it beyond being a mediocre soft rock album, which is what it was in the first place? Well, I just sort of thought this was, like, someone in high school goes, oh, yeah, my dad records Spoon. I got all the masters. Should we, you know, do you want to fucking mess around on Pro Tools and... And see what we can do with it, like, and not do anything no, to it at it's all. Like, this just sort of baffled me. It's a, it was like not. Well, we were expecting a dub remix, and it's not much dub. It's like the very, very little had been done to it. I can see why they still released it as a as a spoon album, not as under the name of the collaborator, because it is all the, I mean, the track order is jumbled up. But apart from that, it is only very lightly breathed on in terms of remix. It's certainly not dubbish. Like no, I mean one or two tracks had a little bit of dub element to them. Like but- I've been I've been listening to a lot of dub this year because one of my great joys this year was going back into the Next Men back catalogue, and for some reason, even though I love that Gentleman's Dub Club Next Men uh, collaboration, I, I went back and Collab, uh, yeah. when that happened, I went back and listened to old Gentleman's Dub Club simply because I thought they were the driving force behind that album, and. A, I was dead wrong. Like the next men are, are yeah. fucking awesome producers. Like they, they can really, um, like. <laughs> do you know what? I would love to see them do a Little Sims album because even though their style and Little Sims doesn't match, they are really good at trying to find uh, what makes a vocalist great and yeah. fit their. Unique points of difference and and playing off their beats to what makes a vocalist pop, you know. And they've got a couple of old albums where I've just gone back and gone, this is just fucking amazing. This is like six, six or seven different styles in an album, but each style flows from one song to the other, but actually matches the strengths of the vocalist that they're using, Um, which which is just not an easy job. This was this was just. I don't know what the fuck this guy was doing, but he wasn't doing very much at all, I guess. No, I don't he, know whether he, he got You know what this is? You know, this, I, you know I the, 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 um, the football strips, What's what are they called? The thirds or whatever the, the alternate strips are in the... The third yeah, this strip. Is the third strip. It's like, it's randomly different for no apparent yeah, reason. Yeah, but it's just to, like, so we can re-release another strip that people might buy. This is what this is. It's like, yeah. well, let's just sort of mix the colours up and... Put some gradients in here. Let's put a bit of gradient in here. And, yeah. Oh, there you go. We'll sell another couple in, of hundred. In defense of the Gentleman's Dub Club, they did come up with a um, one of the best tweets that we found yes. this week. I randomly started tweeting about sport in a way that was an amazing crossover with, uh, with, with our, the rest of our content, which also reminded me that Kenny Beats dropped a tweet that was um, better content than anything that, anything that we heard on the album that he made this year. <laughs> yes. Uh, the gentleman's dub club being into the into the grey cricketer just broke my brain. <laughs> I was just like, okay, okay. That was it, wasn't it? it was it was that one into the grey cricketer and Kenny Beats was Avatar is a way better movie when you realise it's one man betraying his entire entire planet to claps and cheeks, which is a better tweet, better content than anything in, on the album. Yeah, it's like, can, can you write some um, more bars like that, please? <laughs> 
Yeah, Shrieker. It's, it's like, can't wait for the Suns vibes to be fixed when they're bought by the Qatar Investment Authority, Peter Thiel, James Corden, and Kissinger. Yeah. Uh, it's a bit like that. Ah, yeah. oh, man. It's so depressing. The Suns are just so depressing. It's like, I, yeah. I really do sit there going, why, why did I make the choice that I made? Anyway. It's not a choice. It was your calling. So, Tropical Goth Club. Indeed. I, I, I struggle to categorise this, I have to say. I, I, don't, I don't really know. I don't know. It, to me, it felt like bits that fell out of a uh, recording session from a late-era Queens of the Stone Age album, which makes absolute sense given the, the guy's background and history. There are like six, six-tenths of this, like 60% of this could have... Could have been Queens of the Stone Age B-sides, and it kind of makes sense and it kind of fits that remit. Um, I think there's some really good stuff on here, and I think there's some absolute shite. But I think that kind of fits the remit of, of it being a isolation-era solo project from somebody, from a, a very seasoned musician who has been part of a whole lot of bands that sound a lot like the stuff that he's tuning out. Um, it definitely feels solo project, self-produced, in that there's nobody else there to say no to the bad ideas. But there's enough good ideas on this that I think that if you're into that kind of sound, that kind of desert rock sound, um, this is definitely worth definitely worth bending an ear to and just skip the shit that you're not interested it, in. Which is not a bad way to face all music. It was interesting, the comparisons, because I'm... I, I don't know why, but Queens of the Stone Age don't grab me but the kills and the dead weather and which you know are, are pretty much in the same wheelhouse right they're, they're similar sort of yes and no I would say Queens of the Stone Age are more kind of the highest profile members of that kind of desert rock fucking Joshua Tree edge of the fucking desert um, those kind of bands the Kais and the, the Fu Man Shoes and those sorts of groups um, whereas I don't I don't really think I, I don't think the kills and the dead weather kind of fit that remit in the same kind of way. Yeah. Certainly this album feels much more like the desert rock influences than some of the other bands that, that uh, Dean Fertitta has worked with. I don't think he's any relation it, to, to your man, Tillman. Yeah. It, it left me a little bit cold. So. It felt like an album of bits. An album of... It felt like an album, album of, of demos and <laughs> it's songs. A, it's a Twitter album. It's an album of bits. Some of which were great. Some of which were not great. Um, I enjoyed two thirds of this album, so I will give it a score of, of uh, six point six 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 seven out of ten. Um, all right, last album of the year. Yeah, we, we have to pull the um, pull the curtain on the uh, on the new album picks because uh, we need to have a bit of a gap before we start doing uh, album of the year, hanging out in a hammock, reviewing and figuring out what exactly the albums of the year will be. Uh, so this will be our last pick, our, our last week of new picks. What have you got on the uh, on the smorgasbord lined up for this week? Well, Bruce? I'm going to pick something that I want to listen to while I kick back in the pool on my holidays over Christmas, which is well, you won't get them over Christmas because we'll have re- listened to them before then. But anyway. yeah, that's true. But uh, this is out of Dan Orbach's um, record label, and it's a two-piece fade. I- Guess they're Mexican. I'm not sure. 
I, I, I'm, I'm assuming that they are considering the uh, name and the language of the album, but it's a, it's an instrumental album, which I know you'll love. Uh, they're called Hamanas Gutierrez, and the album is called El Buono Well Amalo. <laughs> Me butcher some Spanish as well as English, all in one night. Listener, I have no idea how to even write that down, let alone what the fuck he's trying to say. Well, it's Hermanos, H-E-R-M-A-N-O-S. You said, you said Hermos or something. Hermanos. That's brother, isn't it? Brother in Spanish? Or, or yes. cousin? No, brother. Brother. Gutierrez, G-U-T-I-E-R-R-E-S. Hermanos Gutierrez. Okay. Gutierrez. Yeah. The Gutierrez brothers. And I think uh, all back, because I, I came across this one actually through YouTube because, you know, I listen to a fair bit of the Black Keys on YouTube, you know, live sets and the like. And this one popped up on my feed of all back guesting on one of the songs and thought it was pretty cool. So, that's what I'm going to go with. Right. Well, I have been picking between a whole bunch of albums where I thought, is this a contender? Is this a contender? It's mm. a lot of that sort of stuff. And in the end... I've kind of leaned away from some safe picks, and I'm going for a band called Vero. Now, this is a Swedish rock band, but it's not the kind of Swedish rock band I'm notorious for picking. <laughs> a band that we're used to. <laughs> not a bunch of hairy men. Um, it's hairy uh, a bunch of Chooksmart, and their sound is much more kind of um, shoegaze power pop as okay. much as anything else. You know, I listened to one of their tracks and I thought, fuck, this sounds like even. Okay, um, so n- n- not not quite getting into the, like, really poppy rock set end of No, not, not, not synth pop, but, but no. yeah, much more um, shoegaze power pop kind of space. Hmm. So Vero, which I think is the name of an insurance company, but uh, it's uh, a bunch of Swedish chicks which are um, uh, doing that sort of stuff. And uh, so that's my – I picked that because the other albums I thought of were like, yeah, I reckon this is going to be really good, but I know exactly what the album's going to sound like. And I know it's probably – that's not going to be – this is kind of the the highest ceiling, uh, I think, is, is, is what, I'm, what I'm looking at. Okay. So you would probably have a fairly long list of Jokers left. What What's the best of the Joker le- lift? List left. List left. You can tell I've been into the whiskey. Let's go for – um, there's an Australian rat bag garage punk band called Alien Nose Job. Of course, there is. And I almost picked their 2020 album, I think, or 2019 album for this podcast, but I didn't do it. But um, they have an album out, and uh, I think that's the one I would go for. So uh, those are our final picks of the year. Sorry to all the other bands. All the other bands that I didn't pick, I suspect we'll probably slowly chunter through in January because yeah, well, or, or all the albums that kept kept getting picked in everyone else's top albums of the year that it was like, maybe we should go back and, and check on those, but I suspect they'll be toilet. Yeah, that's- Everybody that's, else's that's choice a, is bad. That's a good January episode, right, is let's go through the NME, Revolver, yeah. Guardian- um, top 20 lists and and laugh at at the fact that they, you know, completely missed on the Bobby Lees or, you know, the Little Sims album ages ago. Um, Or no, I reckon they missed it because of Tommy, but it's the sort of thing they would pick, even though, as established at the start of this episode, this is her worst album. By a fair margin, I reckon. Well, it's it's the worst one that I've listened to. I haven't listened. I haven't spent any time with um, 
with Wonderland. Yeah, Wonderland. But, um, uh, Wonderland's probably my second favorite, but just because it's thematically a little bit stronger. Um, like I can see what she was trying to get to on the last album. Like I can understand yeah. the themes, and I can understand. Like it was just new- all the fucking wanky interstitials. It was a bit too concept album for me. Yeah, it's That's it's very it very. Just, a- a- I understood what it was for. I just didn't enjoy it. I, yeah. you know, you know, I don't begrudge her trying it on, but it's just you've just made you know so much of the album unlistenable because this, I have to skip this now because once yeah. I've heard it for the first time, it's of no value to me. I don't want to hear your fucking Alice in Wonderland, fucking you know, little voice in the background. That doesn't add anything to the fucking story. Mm. Play me your songs. It's very, very 90s hip-hop where we've got to have four mm. skits, <laughs> you know. We've got to yeah. have a phone call from a famous rapper. Uh, you know, you it's have like, no money. <laughs> oh, yeah, I still like that one. Um, I was thinking more- But that wasn't in the fucking 90s or the early 2000s, so that counted. That was fine. You can do, yeah. you can do skits when you're in period. Uh, yeah, I think skits skits were a really. I mean, remember, there was even a fucking. There were a couple of offspring albums that had skits. They almost yeah. picked that up as well. I saw photos from uh, a friend who'd actually he went to the offspring in Sydney. Uh, yes, uh, this week. I thought I don't know what this says about any of us, but that's that's okay. Sure, that sounds like another Ponzi scheme. Um, yeah, is there any legacy stuff that we really left on the table? Did we we did. Listen to the new Chili Peppers album this year, didn't we? Only one of them. We didn't listen to the new, new one, but I think okay. we. There's just no. No. There's just no fucking point. You know what it is. You know it's bad. It's just a waste of your time and theirs. Yeah. Um, all right, Doc. Well, I, I know you're not a massive fan of, of instrumental albums, but I'm, I'm hoping you'll like this one. Speaking I, I, of waste of my time and theirs. <laughs> Uh, all right, Doc. It's been a great year. It's not over yet. I've enjoyed it. No. It's not over yet. We've still got time. There's still time enough if good enough. Yeah. We can time it on, but there's still enough time to, to get a worldie. I'll, I'll talk to you next week when we'll uh, pick the next Run the Jewels album. <laughs> I, th- I think what needs to be said is that that Run the Jewels album, although it turned up on Christmas Day, wasn't an album of the year anyway. Did we did we put a top five? Did it make any of our top fives? No, because we reviewed it the year after. Ah, right. So the problem is that we had it. We we did our episode. We did it early. That was the one year that we did our album of the year around the same time as everyone else. We did it before Christmas. We didn't factor in Run the Jewels. Yeah. At the drive through, did they had it for about like three days and decided it was their album of the year. Which we will cl- clown them forever. We reviewed it the year afterwards and said, "Actually, this is this doesn't even make our top tens." Um, We've never put a Run the Jewels album as a as a top five by the looks of it. Just flicking no. through. Well, we've only had there's only been two, two. in our, in our I, the podcast lifetime essentially. I think we or two that we've noticed because I think Run the Jewels the uh, two was out, but we didn't really. I don't think we really knew of it. Yeah, and I think two. It wasn't really on our radar. Two's. Two's probably a better album. Probably our favourite, isn't it? But like both of us think that's the strongest. I think we went back and did a retrospective, didn't we? I think one and two hold up a little bit better. It's not not none of them are bad. They're they're another they're another band that's a little bit too in love with the stuff around themselves and the the the, 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 yarns about them. You know, they can absolutely rip off just a white hot fucking uh, flow Mm. or or beat, and then. 
there's just a lot of stuff around it. Um, yeah. Yeah. All right, Doc, I'll catch you next week, and then we'll start mulling over our best of 2022. And then we will. There will be hammock action. <laughs> well, mine's going to be fucking pool, pool recliner and Sonos action this year, that's for sure. I think mine's going to be sitting inside while it rains outside because... <laughs> London, she's a bitch. <laughs> I might be in the podcast studio downstairs, just, just with just headphones, chilling. like it's like it's yeah. a dank, dark winter. Uh, well, there's a bar fridge within you know ten yards, so that, that should be. Yeah, it's not all bad. Yeah. All right, cool. I'll catch you next week. Cheers, bro. Yeah.